Hello, 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 everybody. Thank you so much for joining me once again on the Sound Perspective podcast. My name is Alfie Faber. I'm a filmmaker and soundie in beautiful Sydney, Australia. And you know what? I just love chatting with the clever people who combine sight and sound in film. That's what we love. That's what I love chit-chatting about. And today's guest is probably one of my most niche guests ever. But if you know, you know. Um, Eddie Martin is an Australian documentary film director. His career in documentary filmmaking began in the early noughties with his raw, observational, fly-on-the-wall documentary, Jizzo, about a bong-smoking, train-painting graffiti artist in Melbourne. Um, I don't know how famous Jizzo was overseas, but in Australia, Jizzo was a cult classic. It was like one of those pre before the concept of viral viral online videos. Um, it was massive in like the skate scene, the graffiti and drug counterculture world. If you were a pothead teenager in Australia in the past 15 years, you have probably seen Jizzo at a sesh where some random guy puts it on the TV. Um, <clears throat> it's on YouTube and it's really good and I'll put the link to it in the show description. So if you think you might be into that, I definitely recommend checking it out. But since then, he's done a number of other also amazing feature documentaries. Many also are still in that kind of street art, skate, counterculture world, such as uh, All This Mayhem, which follows the famous Australian skaters Tass and Ben Pappas, as well as Have You Seen the Listers about uh, the uh, Australian street artist Anthony Lister. Eddie's most recent documentary is called The Kids, and it tells the story of the group of delinquent skaters in New York City in the 90s who were the inspiration for Larry Clark and Harmony Korine's 1995 film Kids, and how the fame and lack of support after the film's success tore them apart. Um, it's a really interesting story about the kind of ethics of collaborative filmmaking and, you know, how real are these films that are presented to us as uh, authentic and like influenced by reality. It's having its Australian premiere at the Sydney Film Festival this Friday the 5th of November. I'll put links to those tickets in the show description. Anyway, here's the interview. All right, Eddie Martin, uh, thank you so much for joining me and making the time. No problem. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Is it Alfie or Alfred? Ah, uh, um, Al mostly Alfie. Uh, most, it's technically okay, Alfred. Cool. Yeah, no one really calls me Alfred, though. Um, okay, cool. <laughs> thanks. Um, well, I when I'm when I'm prepping for an interview, I like to read as much about like the person's career as possible, but I couldn't find much right. about your career online. So, um, can you tell me a bit like how you got into film? Sure. I mean, I, um, like a lot of people, I kind of came through a subculture of skateboarding. So in my youth, I was heavily into skateboarding mm. 
um, you know, we're talking early 90s. Mm. And one of the things in that culture was like you made your own videos, mm. was just something that we did and we had video cameras and we used to mess around with, you know, Super 8 film and all that stuff. And it just kind of sparked an interest in me and, yeah, I thought, wow, I really kind of enjoyed doing this. And, you know, I was like, I mean, we're talking back when, you know, we would have a VHS deck and a VHS deck and literally be doing like recording off one another, like making mixtapes, yeah. video mixtapes in a yeah, way. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, which was really cool and fun and and I enjoyed that. And then, you know, you get to a point where you're like, wow, I want to make my own film um how can I do that I'm not like um I don't know I was just a very DIY kind of guy I wasn't like really out there in the film community you know networking and so I you know for me it was like I had access to a video camera I've you know I had learned a bit of editing I had access to some video some editing stuff and then it was like okay you know I can make a doco. Yeah. Like I've got a video camera. Mm. Um, and yeah, I just made my first doco, um, a film called Jizo, which is a very DIY, you know, about, you know, kind of down and out graffiti artist here in mm. Melbourne. And yeah, that, that did okay and traveled to festivals. And then that kind of opened some doors and I got the opportunity to do another commission thing through a local broadcaster SBS and yeah I went from there and just but my pa- I just have really found a passion for documentaries it was just mm. my thing I just really love documentary films I love the craft I love you know the history I mean there's been some incredible old kind of Australian documentaries that you know, I found really inspiring that you don't really hear about. And I just really got, you know, delved into all that. It's just something that I've kind of pursued, um, pursued the battle (laughs) for the craft. Yeah. You know, documentary can be a pretty brutal, you know, Mm. filmmaking space, you know, Mm. like, um, you know, we're like the ugly little cousin or something. (laughs) I don't know yeah which is cut yeah sorry i should stop there but yeah (laughs) (laughs) um well like i know that uh skateboarding and kind of the graffiti subculture that has a Mm. very strong history of like diy filmmaking and documentary was that the primary was that the primary kind of um influence in your own practice were you uh a fan of like other strands of documentary and like yeah, other forms yeah i mean that that that's actually a good question but yeah yeah definitely it's like um you know for me growing up digesting all of those videos those kind of you know like a lot of ways they are like homemade DIY videos that come out of the States and, you know, you follow all that stuff and definitely get influenced by it. I mean, I think growing up, you know, I used to watch skate videos by Stacey Peralta, who then went on to do, you know, the Z-Boys doco. Mm. I don't know if you remember that from the 90s. It was like a really big thing. Right. It was a great film, Mm. you know, and, and things like that, you know, and you could say the same thing, I guess, for, 
you know, Spike Jones, who made some skate videos, who, you know, we used to be really into those and he went on to do, you know, obviously make films and stuff. So, yeah, you know, underground graffiti videos, all that, you know, mm. absolutely, you know, subculture stuff. I guess, like, I wasn't heavily into bands, but I guess, too, I'm, I'm sure back then, if you are probably really into bands and stuff, that they probably, bands would probably bring out some, like, was that like Pantera or something back in the day? You know, they would do these videos like, but they mm. were super homemade, but they would be super popular mm. with all the kids. You know what I mean? Everyone yeah. would get that, you know, you've got the Pantera video or whatever. <laughs> you know, I used to love, I mean, I don't know in your youth, there is something with those videos, you know, they're like underground and cool and you got to find them and, mm. you know, your parents don't know about them and your mates got a copy on VHS <laughs> and, you know, you'd all go around and, get stoned and watch the video or whatever, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I was really excited to talk to you about Jizzo because I remember mm. watching Jizzo on YouTube when I was like 15 or like 16 when I was really young, but it was, it was put on in the same context as those um, like VHSs that you're talking about like getting high with a friend and him being like, man, you got to see this crazy doco about a graph artist in um, Melbourne. And I was just really blown away by like the rawness of it when I was a teenager. Um, And so with Jizzo, did you like, um, were you a friend of his before you started that story or did you decide? Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, Yeah, I was. But yeah, for me, I mean, I, I'm, it makes me really happy to hear you say that because that's what I set out to do in a way. You know, mm. I wanted to make something that was really raw and really authentic mm. and genuine and could speak to, you know, youth, mm. k- kids in a way. You know, it's like funny when I, when I made that film, the reaction from like some of the adults older people at wherever wherever back then you know funding bodies were wherever will like literally have a violent reaction to like <laughs> like how can you make this you know yeah. this person isn't you know you know this is you know why are you giving this scumbag air yeah you know what i mean but um you know i think that i hope and i think the proof is in that now you know, and that was made nearly 20 years ago that, you know, it still plays and I, people hit me up about it all the time and, you know, people, you know, so it's kind of, for me, I'm really like humbled and honoured that it's still connecting with people today and I think that's because of its authenticity, I'd yeah. hope, you mm. know, I think that's the secret source in that one. The interesting thing for me about Jizzo is how kind of observational it was. And then moving on to your later films, like all this mayhem and have you, has anyone seen the listers? Um, uh, the style changed a lot in that you utilized archive and like interviews a lot more. So what, what kind of led to that change in your filmmaking style? Was it like about the availability of, the story and the fact that there was all that archival yeah. stuff. See, see, I, I, I wouldn't call it a change. I just thought it was a different, the necessary way to tell that particular story. Mm. 
Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I'd love to do another observational doc again. Um, but you know, it was just the way that story presented itself. I felt that was the best way to attack it. Mm. Um, same with, you know, I guess all this mayhem, you know, it wasn't happening at that time in a way mm. to follow it. It happened in the past. So, you mm. know, and knowing all the archival, that was the, 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 what I felt was the correct way to tackle that particular film. Mm. You know what I mean? So mm. for me, really, it's a case by case mm. um, for each particular project on, yeah. on how I'd like to tackle it. Mm. if that makes sense yeah yeah totally mm. well um let's talk about the kids which is mm. your film that is playing at uh sydney film festival this year um and i read an interview with you online where you said that um you hadn't actually been a massive fan of the film kids when you originally saw it or that you weren't like yeah, it's amazing. But... Well, it's just funny because for me at that time, I was in that subculture and I lived in flop houses. And so I was quite used to that world. And like through skating, I knew some of the characters in it. And I just kind of, it was, so it wasn't that shocking to me in terms of like, you know, obviously the twist at the end that you know, the fictional twist at the end is like, Ugh. but just in terms of like, I just felt like, oh, the acting looks a bit fake. <laughs> right. I mean? Yeah. Like, looked a bit, you know, not right. Um, yeah. Yeah. It just, you know, so for me, I remember at the time just being like, yeah, it's cool. Like this, you know, but I, it wasn't like a thing where, you know, I know it's such a important and cultural it's a cultural classic and really important and significant to a lot of people but just for me yeah it just didn't connect on that same level I feel mm. like I could I could see that it wasn't that authentic in a way right. like yeah. it was just like I could see that a filmmaker had stepped in and just said oh these crew are interesting and got them to make up lines yeah. and stuff you know what I mean it yeah. was like you know yeah so yeah yeah it, it, it didn't hold the same weight for me yeah it's really interesting that um i think it was kind of praised for its authenticity and yeah, i think yeah, pe people totally believed it was a documentary and yeah. completely shocking and which was what was hard for some of the kids in it because then they were targeted like they were real life monsters you yeah know, and right they actually weren't at all so you know mm. that was part of the fallout for some of our characters mm. when i heard that you were making um a doco about the film kids i kind of just assumed for some reason that you would have been a big fan of it as something that's like synonymous with skateboard culture and um i was really curious to see whether it would be a kind of like um what's the word a, a love, love letter, letter to kids exactly yeah. 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 yeah yeah and that's kind of what i walked into it expecting i guess yeah and i was really happy to see that um it was more just a story of hamilton and his group of friends and that yeah. time in new york did you ever kind of um did you ever approach like the look and the tone of the film as something that was going to reference kids? 
like no not not mm. really i mean it, firstly it makes me happy to hear you say that mm. that you know because i find those love letter things you know they might be interesting for like 10 minutes but, <laughs> yeah it's like people were just repeating themselves saying how amazing everything wasn't yeah know, so that that was never going to be for me i mean what really interested me about this was hamilton's this alternative narrative that he had felt that you know these certain people you know the main the filmmakers and you know the superstars had had held this narrative about the film for so long and and he felt that he wanted to share his mm. story and he'd mm. never ha- had that opportunity right yeah and that's because i didn't hold the film on such this like scale that it was like i felt like oh well, yeah i'm i'm open to this alternative narrative this is really interesting to me you know mm. and, I, and i hope it's interesting to people when they watch it you know what i mean um, yeah and and that's also one of the other really interesting things making it you that the, i notice that to some people they carry so much weight behind the film of like this is part of my identity and this mm. is who i am that it's like again they have like this this reaction to like oh you know you don't how you know they can't hear an alternative narrative yeah. because they put so much weight on this thing that you know they've believed in for 20 odd years you mm. know um but yeah i think i totally think that's the power of our film mm. yeah and um so I read online that uh, you were kind of approached with the concept of this film by Hamilton, who uh, was one of the cast in Kids and then um, also was a producer and writer on this film as well, yes. right? Yeah. So can yes. you just... Well, he, yeah, he, he w- was wanting to do a film... Uh, in relation to kids um, and, you know, he was trying to get things happening and whatever. And then we got introduced through a mutual friend um, and I just connected with him and he was just really passionate about mm. wanting to tell his story. Yeah. So that's, you know, when I got involved and, you know, was kind of honored that they'd bring me in and, and, you know, let me help tell their story. So yeah, that's where it kind of went from there. But, you know, I found, you know, Ham, such a kind of passionate, great storyteller in his own right that, you know, it only really made sense to, uh, you know, bring him to the forefront and um, just let him tell his story because mm. I think he's a really engaging um, character. Yeah. And did you know from the start of developing it with him that he would be essentially the narrator, like one of the leading uh, interviewees? Like, uh, Yes, I think as we started to develop, it became clear that, yeah, you know, his voice was, you know, really strong and he had something to say. And, mm. yeah, you know, that's how it evolved. I mean, every documentary, you know, that for me, it's like, they always evolve, mm. you know, and you've kind of got to be op- open to that process because you're dealing with a living, real beast here. This isn't yeah. like, you know, 
things happen all the time. And for me, that's the kind of magic of documentary making. You know, you can have the best plans and think, you know, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. But curveballs are constantly thrown at you. And then it's like, so, okay, so how do we, you know, <laughs> work with that and come up with creative solutions to turn that into, you know, an advantage and, and help empower the film? Mm, mm. It would have been really interesting uh, making the kids as a documentary maker because you're making a story about the ethics of collaborative storytelling and the mm. and how it can go wrong did like yes. did looking at that theme for so long make you think at all about how you had worked in the past or like may make makes you like uh, recons- not, not not really because i feel like in documentary world you've got to be collaborative right because yeah. you're dealing with a real person yeah and it's like you know they have to trust you and you have to trust them and it's like this whole thing you know um you know so you know of course so you know and especially with this you know you know we, we wanted to make sure you know it's like you know, it's a team, you know, mm. it's, it's a teamwork thing. You know, we're all, we're all in this together, you yeah. know, mm. um, which as you know, from their version of kids, they felt that way. But then obviously after the film was released, it's a, it's a different story. Mm. So you mentioned before we started the interview that you're cutting something else at the moment. Can you talk a bit about what you're working on, what you've got coming up next? Yeah, I'm. We lock edit on a. It's a bushfire project, which oh, I know there's right. a few out there at yeah. the minute. Yeah, um, cool. But uh, ours, you know, is very different from a traditional. Um, you know, there's a lot of, as I said, bushfire docos out there at the moment, and it's because it's a worthy story. Absolutely. Mm. Um, so our point of difference is we're. We're, we've built the entire thing from archival footage and rather mm. than reflection and talking heads, it's very much in the moment on the front lines. Yeah. Um, very much, you know, unfolding in real time, mm. um, which is a kind of what I believe a unique way and, and also a challenging and also a creatively inspiring way to mm. tackle, um, to tackle this subject. So yeah, yeah I'm really, it's been a, you know, a great, fun, challenging edit. Um, mm. So, yeah, we look forward to that also coming out next year as well. Awesome. That's exciting. And um, uh, I think The Kids has its premiere this Friday the 5th at Sydney Film Festival. Yes, correct. Mm. So we were supposed to have our Australian premiere at Melbourne Film Festival mm. and then due to COVID that didn't happen. Yeah. So yeah, it's bumped onto Sydney and yeah, so we're really excited to, you know, and we can go to Sydney now too. Yeah. Yeah. Which will, is awesome. Will you be coming for the premiere on Friday? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. awesome. But yes, yes. That's like my first in-person screening of that film. So really? yeah, it's going to be wow. great. Yeah. Wow. So it hasn't like been screened in front of, um, and well, only it, it in was Tribeca. Oh, Tribeca. Only in Tribeca. Yeah. yeah. 
Did you get to go to Tribeca? No, mm. I could have, but during that time, it was pretty, I think it would have been all right on the American side, but coming back to Melbourne would have been too challenging. And mm. I, I had started the edit on this project and I just couldn't afford to do two weeks quarantine basically. Yeah. yeah. So it was like, it was like as much as I would have loved to have been there. Mm. Yeah. I just had to miss that one. Yeah. Well, um, thanks so much for making the time to chat, Eddie. No problem. Thanks again to Eddie for making the time to chat. As always, thanks to Jean-David Legoulon for the intro music and stings. And thanks to Sydney Film Festival for helping organize this interview. You should really check out the kids uh, at Sydney Film Festival this year. Um, I'll put the link to tickets in the bio and just check out the other stuff they have on because it's a really great program this year. I'll have another interview up in the next couple of days with another director who's at the festival this year, Ben Lawrence. Um, Until then, uh, have a good one. Bye-bye.